Hello, Cryptonauts. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Jabarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John, here on the 15th, not the 14th, the 15th of February, 2023, for episode 487. We're getting so close to 500. Thank goodness the news is exciting. Yep, yep, yep. Check out our coin tree. Let's get into the news, because there's no point in talking about this. Let's yep. just get right into it. Keanu Reeves. Talk about Keanu Reeves. All right, guess what? Keanu Reeves is getting into crypto. Is he? I don't know. We'll find out. All right, so you guys know who Keanu Reeves is, right? Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. Actually, he's played in a lot Matrix of movies. Matrix 4 was an amazing movie. I saw it. I own it. He's I watched played, it five times. A, I love it. A lot of movies, man. John Wick is my favorite. That's coming out pretty soon. John Wick 4 is coming out pretty soon. Four. Yes, I own the three previous movies. Have I'm you seen them? Forward to four. I own them. Of course I've seen them. I <laughs> watch them watch all the, the time. One? I love that. He's amazing. You gonna watch the fourth one when it comes out? Absolutely, not in the movies. I'll wait till it comes out on on video. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of movies, uh, actually, that's probably a different topic. That's it's AMC's just just talking about kind of reason and why he's into crypto. Yeah, because he's into crypto. He's definitely into crypto and talking about the metaverse and how he likes it. You know, he he's thinking about using AI and the metaverse and and merging them because that's pretty much what everyone's doing, right? At first, he was against it because the idea that anybody can kind of clone or copy your nft or your image or gif per se and just recreate it that's nothing special right at least in his eyes at the time but there's there's i think the the he, t- he took the, the 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 red pill right or the orange <laughs> pill the orange pill right orange <laughs> he pill. took he took the orange <laughs> pill so now he's he's in it he's in it he knows he knows what crypto is about now Right, so Phil being the color of Bitcoin's icon, right? Um. Yeah. So he's t- talking about that. Uh, here, here's a quote that he's saying: Yeah, pe- people are people are growing up with these tools. He's talking about uh, AI and NFTs. We're listening to music already that's made by AI in the style of Nirvana. There's NFT digital art, which is which is true. It's it, it's all out. It's great. So this is another way to express art, you know, and, and using technology and. Keanu Reeves is all into that, right? So that's what he's pretty much leading up to. You know, at first he didn't want want anything to do with it because it's a bunch of fluff. But now he's starting to understand that there's that there's actually real use value behind this. Um, it also looks like he's interested in working with a charity. Down at the bottom, there's there's a um, there's a charity down here that uh, is backed by NFT projects, non fungible labs and the fluff worlds it aims to make the metaverse accessible to more people especially from disadvantaged backgrounds that's amazing you know and uh reeves he's he's always been a guy that's that's been a giving guy that's what he mm-hmm. does so to see him do this you know the um <laughs> there it is the futureverse foundation that is amazing what do you say i'm thinking about this that in the time when Keanu Reeves kind of started his career back in the, in the early 90s, or maybe it was late 80s, but well, beginning of the 90s, um, computers themselves were just becoming a thing in the sense of like everyone having one, the internet was just starting. And I was thinking that a, I became aware of the internet in like 1988, I think, but we didn't really get a chance to use it until 1991, um, AOL. And anyways, the point I'm trying to get at is that <clears throat> It took us at least 10 years. Honestly, I don't feel like the internet really seriously became a, a divisive or definitive thing until social media really became a thing. I mean, obviously, we had AOL in the beginning. I don't really consider that to be social media. Um, 
early 2000s, like early mid 2000s, that's when the internet started hitting its stride. And so I feel like the same kind of thing is beginning to happen with crypto. Crypto's been around for 15 years now, and people are beginning to understand what it can be, or 14 years, but anyways, what it can be used for, how it's functional. It's not just this craze like the internet was described as in the beginning. Um, people are beginning to see its practicality and what it can actually do. And that's where we're getting to the point where I can, I can only imagine what crypto will look like in a decade from now because people were like, oh, yeah, crypto is just everyone uses crypto. I just have to do normal, just like the Internet. Um, and so I think Keanu Reeves is seeing that and saying, hey, this could be really lucrative and useful, but not because he's trying to make money on it. <laughs> the man's, the man's may not be a billionaire. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't have to think about money anymore. He's just trying to think about what's practical and what he can do with what the tools are that he has. Yep. Um, so, and so I... I if you're a big fan of Keanu Reeves and you want to do what Keanu Reeves is doing, check out Futureverse Foundation, where Mr. Reeves is an advisor for, for the digital arts. He's helping people uh, learn how to get into the NFT space and become artists. So if you want to help out and volunteer, you can do that as well. It's an easy way yeah. to onboard and, people. And we, all, we all know that despite his personal or his character on screen, he's a very different person in re real life. It's almost like the, the contrast between, uh, uh, is it John Wayne and his real life personality? Or, uh, you know, it's, a lot, it's weird. John Wayne was a tough guy, but he was an ass in real life. And Keanu Reeves might be a tough guy in, on the screen, but he's a nice, very kind, very generous, loving person in real life. Moving on to trash news, <laughs> BNB uh, token plunges mm -hmm. as Binance, that is Paxos, Shutter BUSD, that's the stable coin for Binance and its production. It's all going downhill now. Bro. John, you said something about it's not going away right away. It's yeah, just... so the regulators came in and kind of slapped uh, Paxos in the face, you know, um, because... They looked at their books and come, actually, who was it? it was Coinbase? Coinbase was a whistleblower on this and told regulators that uh, BUSD is not backed one to one. And regulators took a look in, in Paxos's books and found out that uh, that Binance was actually commingling funds technically with customer funds and their mm -hmm. stablecoin, their stablecoin wallets, which you're not supposed to do. If your BUSD is supposed to be backed one to one, that's all you're supposed to have in that in that wallet. Customer funds are supposed to be separate. So they found out uh, a good thing that it was a couple of million. I think it was like uh, under 100 million. I think it was. So that can easily be patched. That can be easily fixed. The numbers can be corrected. That's not an issue. But it is taking a. Uh, it's it's going to be a black eye for uh for 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 Binance and CZ. Binance. But see, this is this harkens back. Um the what was the proof of of funds right the proof of funds mm -hmm. thing that they mm -hmm. were trying to work on for yeah. so long and what were people doing what was happening with proof of funds they were passing the funds around mm -hmm. say look we have proof of funds look at we have the funds and then the, once the scrutiny moved away from them they moved to they moved the, the money over to someone look we have the funds look we have proof we have the, dude you, you have to have it all the time you can't just have it when someone's eyeing you so now Paxos put on the Paxos being a legitimate company doesn't want to get shut down by regulators. Absolutely not. So immediately they said right <laughs> away they're going to stop issuing more BUSD. 
they will make they will continue to manage the the, the currently uh, uh Current circulating, have, right. yeah, currently circulating supply but eventually in the next few years i think it was like in five years that they're they're gonna they're gonna actually stop it indefinitely so uh, mm-hmm. It gives it gives CZ. Is it five years or ten years? I don't. I got to look down into the article. I read it yesterday, um, and let's see here. Give me a second. I will find it. They are it, regardless of whether or not. The fact of the matter is, like I know, I still hold some BUSD, um, but they're not getting getting rid of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> compared to Terra and Luna. Uh, it's not the value isn't just evaporating. You know, people are they're they're finding this problem out and resolving it now, rather than having it cra- collapse like what happened, Terra. So fortunately, <laughs> we're not just uh, running everything around. Although, honestly, considering the number of crashes that's happened in the last year, it wouldn't be anything new. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not great. But the other thing, we also talked about the fact that, uh, what was it, the guy, that, the founder of Paxos and um, CZ from Binance are talking about fighting against regulators. Mm-hmm. And that, well, in particular, Gary Gensler um, and his charade against all, crusade, not charade, it's yeah. crusade against all, um, all well, see, that's not fair. So it's being a security. That's absolutely not <laughs> fair. Of course, that it does. It doesn't make sense to call to call a stablecoin a security. But just just really quick, just to just to uh, give you an update on that, it is February twenty twenty four. That is one year from from now that Paxos now, is going to yeah. stop uh, BUSD. So, well, if you have B- any BUSD, please take it out and move it to something else, so you don't lose it in a yeah, year well, when it stops I, I, functioning. I think uh, uh, what Paxos is going to do is uh, is swap it out for another stable coin that they're going to be using, <laughs> um, but it's not going to be BUSD. So. Uh, at the time being, uh, Binance has one year, and I don't know if that's kind of a, a short time span, but they got to figure out what they're oh, going to do with. Uh, they can, with, they can with do that. it really fast. It's it's just it's a question of doing it, and they're you know they they've had all these opportunities in different programs for BUSD, and BUSD is everywhere. You know? um, so, I, I want to just make a, a funny contrast comment about this. For a while there, while the scrutiny was going on, particularly from August until December of of last year. A lot of people were either not updating their uh, Monero uh, wallets, you know, for people who support it through uh, decentralized um, or non-custodial wallets. Uh, now, suddenly, Monero is back on the market. I mean, Monero never went away, right? You just had to hold it yourself. But a lot of these these wallet companies were just like, uh, yeah, we're just going to ignore that for right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... The same thing goes here. In a very short uh, order, we're going to see saying any wallets who, like Trust Wallet does have BSD on it. You're going to see BOSD being, people are going to be told, you need to remove your BSD completely, like move it somewhere else, because we're not going to have BUSD on Trust Wallet anymore. Yeah, so, so when the regulators came and told Paxos, hey, we're going to we're, we're gonna, uh, uh, consider BUSD a stablecoin, and we're gonna we're gonna take it to court for that. And Paxos right away, including CZ, straight up said absolutely not. If, if, if I think uh, CZ tweeted out, if you if you try to claim stablecoin or BSD the stablecoin to be a security token, that's actually gonna affect the entire crypto market, not just BUSD. So do not do that. I'm warning you. And then Paxos came back 
with an email stating that if you do that, I swear to you, <laughs> in professional matters, I swear to you, I'll come, back, I'll come back and I'll haunt your nightmares, man. <laughs> Paxos not yeah, playing, man. So. Don't play around with Paxos. Um, moving on to some ordinal stuff, not ordinary, but ordinal uh, related stuff. Uh, a born ape yacht owner. Number the, apparently, 1626. Uh, the six, 1626 uh, Board Ape Yacht Club uh, NFT burned his NFT and moved it from Ethereum to Bitcoin. Yeah, so there's this How new you thing. you do that? So there's this new <laughs> thing called Teleburn. A lot of people are trying to trend onto this now because uh, the, new, the new wave is uh, using the Bitcoin blockchain to create your NFTs. That's what everyone's doing. It's been the new hype for the past They're two weeks. They're not NFTs, though. These aren't yeah. NFTs, remember? You're you're absolutely right, but you know, try to convince the people that are coming from over, coming from the 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 board ape yacht club uh, family, from the Ethereum family. They're calling them Bitcoin and ha- literally, you go to hashtag Bitcoin NFTs. That's like trending right now. You know, uh, please. They're not NFTs. Ordinals yeah. are inscriptions. Exactly. Oh, it's interesting. The only th- oh man, the thing that bothers me so much about this. We already know, and, and if anybody wants to know, you can check out the very, very long discussion that John had with, what was the name of the guy that you had on, oh, on I Twitter? Or live. All right, well, we have, we have a video, and you guys can check it out. It's on, it's on our list, and it's, it's titled appropriate about ordinals. It's basically what the explanation of what ordinals are. Um, the thing I'm worried about with this, and I know this is not explicitly about this article, but it, 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 whenever something comes on the market, well, into the market, not necessarily onto the market, um, it's not a hundred percent tested or really proved out and people jump on board real quick. Mm-hmm. Mine's been an awful lot of a rug pull named squid game coin. Um, now that's not to say that this is the same thing. This is not, a, not the same sort of thing as a smart contract. And the one thing that I do remember as a takeaway from that article or from the, the, um, uh, talk that you had with that guy on, on Twitter live was, uh, well, it was on Twitter, it was Discord, sorry, um, was that uh, inscriptions are permanent. You can't remove them. Mm-hmm. There's no way for a third party to go in there and scrub it. But once it's on there, it's on there forever. Um, and if you need to make if you need to make a change, you can't. <laughs> yeah, um, what's, what's I think this is the reason is that, this person... Go, go ahead. There's actually been updates since then, and i got to look a little more deeper into this. But what I've heard is that once you create the inscriptions, the inscription stays... Uh, attached into the wallet forever even if you think you sent it off you're just sending an iou or a receipt thereof representing the actual ordinal or the inscription that you created so initially because this is this is all just it's still being discovered people are figuring this out uh the initial idea was that if you send it off people are going to actually receive it but now oh no you are receiving something that represents that and initially Uh people thought that that's what it was but now people are realizing mm-hmm. that's not what it is. It is a receipt of so-called inscription, NFT, so image, gift, So the whatever. inscriptions are permanent because they are inscriptions, but they're not NFTs. You know, they're technically act like, a, a, well, or similarly act like a non-fungible token. They're not the way that, you know, so the NFTs can be moved to other people because they're less like, it's, it's, it's like a, a coin value, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's an, it's an object on the chain. Um, whereas an inscription is permanently attached to that Satoshi, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you sell a permanent inscription? 
Uh, that's a good point, but apparently it's already happened. One Satoshi for 9.5 Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it, is, it is a big LOL, right? Uh, it's like, uh, okay, I guess we can sell Satoshis. Does that mean that Satoshis are worth more? No, oh, it means that Satoshi is worth more. Exactly. That's <laughs> insane, dude. That was just a, sold. A little, a little we mic. sold Satoshis for a different value of, of Ethereum. Can you believe Bitcoin. that? There's a hundred million Satoshis in one Bitcoin, and yet one of those Satoshis was worth uh, 9.5 Bitcoin. Oh, my God. Anyways, back on track in, in regards to uh, uh, BAYC 1626. This individual had his uh, board ape on, on Ethereum and no longer wanted to be part of the Ethereum bandwagon. Therefore, he jumped, he jumped ship, burned his, burned his uh, board ape uh, off of the Ethereum blockchain into a burn wallet and reminted it on the Bitcoin blockchain. That's what this article is about. And he's proud to do that. But now uh, Yuga Labs is coming back and saying, absolutely not. That is not a legitimate uh, board ape. That is not part of the original collection. The original collection was burned as the owner sent it to a burn wallet and so what was recreated is not an official board ape and therefore has no value but can he still sell that that's the thing that's tricky when we talked yeah. about this the other so day was as of how, right now there are no them. markets people are are currently there's no current because it's so new that we're not even 30 days into this it's so new that uh people are only trading these or selling these via discord servers it's, it's literally otc over the counter they're not Selling them, selling them um, through OpenSea, which I'm sure OpenSea pissed about um, because you know they're losing them. But uh, I would say hard one to OpenSea because I don't give a crap uh, that they're losing money since they've made so damn much money already off of their Scam, the markets bro. they currently have. Scam people, bro. See, this is OTC is the way it should have been all along. It's, mm -hmm. It should have, of course the the problem, of course, with OTC is you easily get scammed. The pros Not and that you cons, can't get scammed on OpenSea, but <laughs> the pros and cons with inscriptions or the, the people moving over and utilizing the inscription uh, 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 tool is that the pro is that now everybody that is making inscriptions must have okay capitalized must have a Bitcoin Core wallet. That's great. That's more decentralization. Right. That's more core wallets right. being. It forces activated. more Bitcoin core wallets to exist. Okay. Yep. The 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 con is that now you're actually you're you're, you're bloating the network with technically. And we're gonna make graffiti. Bitcoin is slow or slower than Ethereum. Another pro <laughs> is that it's now almost uh, uh, which which the, the the miners are raving about right now because uh, it's it's these transaction fees that are that are coming back is 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 about three percent of the reward rate which is amazing because there's no, nothing ever been out there there's nothing out there like that this is the first time that 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 uh that these these uh these trans these transactions people are paying these transaction fees at a much higher price people are, people want to pay this and of course the miners are willing to take it and they're claiming a bigger uh a bigger transaction fee prize out of it it's great man it's great for the it's great for the network but it's building it's, Bitcoin back up a bit, bit it, yeah. It is the only thing that I think there's going to be bloatware at the end of this. Like it's just going to be, mm -hmm. uh, just imagine having a, a a saggy diaper. You don't want you don't want to have that I, for long. It's going to be horrific. I mean, all right. Remember, we talked about this before. How big is the core of Ethereum? It's like twenty terabytes. Mm -hmm. That's a. I mean, there are twenty terabyte hard drives in existence now, so you could technically have it all on one hard drive, but 
obviously there's not the, too many people out there other than corporations capacity the capacity of hard drives will get greater and greater over time so 20 terabytes won't sound like a whole lot in the future but the fact of the matter is the current and current i haven't looked it up since ordinal started but prior to ordinal starting uh bitcoin's core wallet was 350 gigs are we going to make bitcoin into the new, the new ethereum <laughs> Are we going to have, you know, hundreds of millions, or I'll say hundreds of billions of of inscriptions on Bitcoin, which will make the wallet go from 350 gigs just to 20 terabytes? Yeah, and I think right now, uh, any minute now, we're going to be crossing over the 100,000 uh, um, inscription mark. And that was like the right. big marker from, from the initial from the initial point. That's why there was a big rush. Uh, so I wonder what's going to happen there. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure... It, the ball's going to still keep rolling, but the whole idea was try to be one of those legendary inscri inscribers with the, within the first 100,000. I don't know why, but exactly. that was just the, the I, we, Yeah, I remember you were talking about that in the in the discussion. Like, who cares about being the first? Well, some people apparently care. Yeah. Oh, anyways, uh, let's move on to something different from... Uh, this is a terrible segue into Celsius. <laughs> um, Celsius reaches acquisition agreement with Nova Wolf. And if you guys need a refresher on what's going on here, uh, Celsius is trying to figure out, well, I guess the people who are handling their case, I don't know if Celsius cares so much, but uh, they're trying to figure out how to get the assets back for people who didn't have the earn program that were just um, custodial um, assets that had, you know, that were allowed to keep their assets with uh, Celsius. Um, we don't yet know what is going to happen with the earned people, but those people are supposed to be able to get 94% back of what they put in, which is great for those people. But a lot of us use the earned program because the earned program was all the whole point of Celsius. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people want to actually create a lawsuit against uh, Celsius because um, when there was an update to separate earn and, and custody, they were yep. defaulted to earn and uh, not given the choice to move over to custody. But that's also because the custody uh, wallet version was only set up for people who were accredited. That's, exactly. I mean, this is the whole point that, that was screwed, screwed most of us on it, is that, that to be accredited in the United States, you must have a net value of a million dollars or be making $300,000 a year. I think the number is slightly higher now, maybe four hundred thousand. But for a while, that was three hundred thousand dollars. So you're either you're, and I mean by by yourself. So if, if you're married, you alone have to make three hundred thousand. Your your spouse can make you know whatever, but it, you, one person needs to be making three hundred grand a year, um, or or have a net worth of one million, not including the value of your home. So um, it has to be like cash. You have to have a million dollars in cash in order to be accredited. Most people don't have that. I mean, a lot of people do, but most people don't. And this is the problem with accredited, and it's the thing that I hate about accredited in general, is that they're just basically saying, we want you, quote-unquote, poor people to not ha not be able to invest so you don't lose your shirt. And I was like, who are you to judge whether I lose my shirt? You know. <laughs> so, anyways, that's my beef with accredited. But the fact of the matter is, people who were forced to go into the EARN program and then not I mean it wasn't immediately but it was like what four months later that's when Celsius went belly up shut everything down so it's mm -hmm. like I I shouldn't I'm I, obviously I'm pissed that I was fooled by a, a rug pull or in this case a, a pyramid scheme 
but it's like, well, you, I get the option. It's, I guess what, what Celsius should have done, ideally, of course, being a scam, they're not going to tell you what the right thing is to do, um, is to just force everybody to withdraw if they weren't accredited. Mm -hmm. But that's not what they did. So we're in this pickle yep. of a situation. And that's why the UCC... Because criminals were trying to steal our money. Yep, and that's why the UCC is, is going to sue uh, Alex directly. Um, just because there's a lot of a lot of um, solid proof in the in the in the report. What was the report called? The um, examiner's report that came out was it last week, two weeks ago? Um, that has a lot of, a lot of solid evidence that um, he was doing a lot of fraud there, and it's it's literally black and white. If you guys download the creditor or the uh, um, the examiner's report, the Celsius examiner report, it's it's a few hundred. That's a few hundred pages long. Super detailed. If you guys want to know the history of every conversation that was held uh, through 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 Alex and others, it's it's all there. It's all in detail, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of uh, lawsuits uh, here on after. And I'm sure jail time. Jail time is going to be coming pretty soon too. It will not surprise me, you know. Uh, but first, let's get this settled. Okay, so more uh, crime <laughs> with Sam Bankman Freed. This is a very short article, but uh, we still need to just make the point. So you may remember that Sam Bankman-Fried uh, was, well, arrested and on, ha has, what, eight indictments against him. Um, but he managed to post bail. Oh, I completely understand not wanting to be kept in the Bahamian, Bahamian's uh, prison because it was disgusting. He didn't seem to mind, at least initially, probably because it's nice and warm over there. Um, but... Uh, Anyways, they no. He was complaining. Or, he was complaining that there was no vegan food. Oh, that's right. He did complain about that. Nevertheless, all right. Well, <laughs> um, he was been keeping. I think they kept him in the hospital ward, not in the main in, in the Gen Pop area. In any case, uh, they did bring him to the United States, and uh, he posted bail. Now, how much was his bail, John? It was two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's a quarter of a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, roughly 120th of the value of his company. Nevertheless, a very, very large amount of money. Not a million dollars. $250 million. And for the longest time, <laughs> the people that bailed him out were kept confidential. For they still are the, as of writing of this article, but that will be unsealed shortly because a judge has ordered co-signers to be unsealed. Now, for this article... At least two people put up seven hundred thousand, and his and his parents put up the collateral of their house. But it, I don't know. I mean, I do know of a house that's worth a quarter billion dollars. I believe that's uh, Aaron Spelling's house in in Southern California. Um, but that's one of like two houses that might be worth that in the world. <laughs> um. Not a lot. I mean, yes, there's some expensive houses in the Silicon Valley area. I've seen them. You can check them out on Redfin or Zillow, and you can see that there are houses worth 10, 20, maybe 50 at the most million dollars. But that's not a quarter million dollars. So somebody else put up this money, and we're going to find out who that is soon. Yep. Who do you think it is? Uh, I think it's CZ. I, I don't think CZ. It's got, I, I think, what's his name? Um... This is the guy who had all the fifteen million dollars in uh, 
Uh, Mr. Wonderful, I think, wasn't he with the ones? Oh, um, um, uh, I think it was his name. Look it up, look it up, look it up. Um, anyways, he, uh, he, he was heavily invested in Sam Bankman Fried's company. Obviously, he lost $15 million on this kid. Yeah. Um, Larry, right. Um, he lost a lot of money. Now, is Kevin O'Leary worth enough to put up a quarter billion dollars of his own money just to save this kid? I'm not I, sure that I, he loves him that much. Yeah. Well, his parents so. weren't willing to do it. Actually, no, his parents put up their house. So, I mean, they were were, were willing to help. <laughs> man, I would have just, I don't know, man. The thing, the thing for me what is like, do, it's like someone really has to like this guy a lot in order to want to put up any amount of money. If he's your child, what would you do? That's it's a I couldn't answer the question. Um, I, I'm gonna put it this way: If your kid was a murderer and not just a person who stole billions of dollars from from people, um, let me put it in that in that context. I would probably say no. It it is only allegations at this point. <laughs> no one's proved anything yet, but. Um, I, the thing I want to make a point of is your kid, once they're out in the world for 10 plus years, like Sam Bankman Fried was at this point, they're their own person. Yeah. Now, if it, if the circumstances under, under which the thing was happening was very sus, yes, I might be willing to put the money up. This is not sus. This is this this, this this what's going on here is pretty glaringly obvious what was going on, and this is the thing that bugs me about about lawsuits that are out in the open like this. When you can dig out information as we have, we've been reading the, this news all this time. Um, it, it, it makes me wonder would take it upon themselves to say, "Oh well, the person's definitely innocent." Have you are you completely blind? <laughs> So, he's his own person. He he has to defend himself. Yeah. Um, let's get on to some cool news then, right? Final Fantasy. All right. My favorite game. I love Final Fantasy, so it's always good to see another news article back on Decrypt talking about Final Fantasy, right? Square Enix is back mm-hmm. talking about uh, launching uh, a, a new game on on. Polygon instead of Ethereum because Ethereum is too damn expensive. Hey, who's that? Who's that mayor? <laughs> who's that guy running for uh, for New York? I think it was New York mayor. The rent is too uh, damn high, right? Ethereum network. Okay. <laughs> the the Ethereum gas fees are too damn high. Even though they're so much more affordable now than they were a year ago, no joke, no joke. Right now if they're you about. Were, if you didn't. Didn't know. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. January 4th was the last time we talked about uh, Square Enix. But uh, uh, Square Enix is going ahead. And when are they going to release this game? It doesn't say. Well, it says first announced last November, but it doesn't say when they're going to actually release it entirely. It just uh, uh, Symbiogenesis is the game that they're trying to release. And uh, they're going to be coming out with, I think, 100,000 uh, NFT uh, game uh, game characters that's going to be built around the game mechanics. Uh, that's I think it'll what... be as popular as uh, the Reddit uh, avatars. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Actually, sorry. I said 100,000. This is 10,000. 
but yeah, 10,000 sure. character NFTs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. I mean, 10,000, that's only as many board a yacht club characters as there are. So that's not a whole lot. I, I would not be surprised if these characters go for a lot of money. Absolutely. I, I would love to pick one of these up, man. You know, I, um, I, I was really, really, really daring about picking up one of those Trump cards. But now I want mm-hmm. one of these. I'm just joking. <laughs> you wanted a Trump card. Yeah, I want that oh, Trump God. astronaut one, man. <laughs> but yeah, I love right. I love Final Fantasy, so I want I the thing is the, the biggest the biggest dilemma in the crypto space right now is onboarding. Period. Okay? I've had this conversation I think like six times, yeah, six times this week which is random people, right? Random groups. And, and the mm. biggest friction that we have right now with the masses is is onboarding, the simplicity of onboarding individuals into Web3, right? Um, I was actually having a conversation earlier today, right before the podcast with another group talking about utilizing uh, uh, NFT verification. You know, it sounds complicated, but onboarding, we're going to try to make uh. it as easy as possible. Having an NFT key is what we were talking about for a long time. I know, John, you were, I don't know if you didn't obviously um, pilot that idea, but you've been talking about it for a long time. And it's kind of this, if you have this NFT, you have access to a whole bunch of different things. And this is, it's, it's you know, in a sense, an NFT uh, makes it a little bit easier to get into stuff. If you know you have that thing in your wallet, then you can just connect your wallet and boom, you have access to all that stuff that the, that NFT give, key gives you access to, right? Mm-hmm. So NFTs can be used for a whole lot of different things, not just as a pretty picture or a valuable board ape. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully Ordinals will catch up one day on those. Right now, it's just everybody just minting that, uh, minting their their gifts on there. But uh, I'm sure the technology will advance soon enough. But the the the, the thing that fears me about that Ordinals is just the bloatware. I I I I want to see what happens with that. That's my only fear. I love the fact that we got those nodes popping up. There's, it's growing. It's decentralized. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, man. Bitcoin has been reborn, not reborn. Oh. It technically, was always alive. It's been given a second. It's, it's interesting. This, I mean, yeah, this is just just kind of an update. Like, hey, we're still doing this, this Final Fantasy uh, NFT game. But it's nice to see someone take it seriously and say nfts are a worthy thing and they can be they do all kinds of neat things and like i said that me that it's not just the the trade value it's like i said i've mentioned all the time i still play upland um and i love the game even though it's very simple um i like the fact that nfts can make it so that you can have and own something outside the game the one thing I've said, I don't know if I've said this more than once on this, but I've wished that Blizzard had been okay with the idea of doing NFTs with the characters within the World of Warcraft game. Because if you could make your characters into NFTs explicitly, then you can have all kinds of, you know, because there's all the gear and there's the, all the, the items you can find in the game. You can, you can connect that all to one NFT. And then... I mean, I would say each each character would be, and then you could manipulate their appearance and manipulate their gear and manipulate all those different things. And then when you're done with the game, you take it with you. <laughs> I don't know why that that makes more sense to me. I mean, if you wanted to trade a character, so you, you play the character up, like like remember we talked about uh, Dookie Dash that um, 
Board Eight Yacht Club was doing, and people were gaming it so mm -hmm. that they could uh, get the highest score, and then you know have the cloud of having having the highest score, yeah. winning the game as it were. People want that. People also like having the thing in the game, right? I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing the World of Warcraft game as long as it's existed. Um, and there is some prestige to having, you know, a really high-level character. But there's also the, the work of putting into that character. So if you wanted to at the end, like, let's say, you made a beautiful painting that took you years to create, or maybe a sculpture or something, did you just make it for you? There is a market for that, right? You could you could make something that take that takes a lot of work within a game to make, and then sell it, with the intention of selling it the whole time. NFTs make that possible, so mm -hmm. that's why I think that Square Enix is onto something with here's this. Here's something I really that we mentioned. Their example proves out. Here's something we mentioned over and over again on the podcast. Polygon is so much better than Ethereum. And here's a quote, Master Square Cheaper. Enix opted to tap into Polygon's high transaction speeds, low gas fees, and overall user friendliness to deliver unique experiences to Web3 fans. Yes. We need, like I said, what's it? Sandbox is the, one of the first NFT games. I haven't really heard much about it at all lately. Um... The one game that I played in the early days, which was the, was it, uh, now I can't think of it, Farm, not Farmville, Star, Farm, something. <laughs> Gall Games' first game that came out. Um, it's still playable, and you can still make money on it. still a thing, although Gall isn't worth nearly what it was worth uh, a year ago. But um, it, it it's still working. It's still a thing that's still functional. It's neat to see people prove the concept out. So I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, Symbiogenesis game when it comes out in the spring of 2023, which is coming up minimum two months. All right. Uh, one last thing before we go. We'd like to mention that we have uh, a Cointree page, which you guys can check out, and you can donate to us there. You can also donate to us in uh, Buy Me a Coffee or on PayPal. Uh, you can check out our Patreon, which oh. we actually have content on. What's up? I, I actually have something oh no it's not on here um never mind another time i don't talk know. about it later okay yeah. um you can still see our content on odyssey youtube twitter of course if you do see us on youtube please give it a thumb up we appreciate that if you like our content and i would say subscribe but if you don't want our content you don't have to subscribe the neat thing about it is bitcoin will still serve up your con uh, our content to you if you don't subscribe but we would really appreciate it if you would if you do like what we're hearing so uh, you can also check out our website and, of course, join us in Discord. Well, one of the things we're, we're trying to figure out how to do here right now is how to make it possible for people to join the uh, secret clubhouse within Discord on on C3 Coin. Um, you can get the coins by doing work within Discord, but that could take a really long time. Club but if you VIP. subscribe to Patreon, <laughs> you get a free ticket in. So... Uh, join us on Discord or join us on Patreon. Either way, you can get into the secret club. With that, as we say at the end of every single show, we have thanks for watching, everyone, or listening, as it were. Daxats and, and Hoddle. Adios. Adios.